Good afternoon. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker with Bakes Takes. Welcome to the show. Uh, it's uh, Sunday, June 27th. Uh, took Father's Day off. And uh, Mike, I hope you had a great time with your, your dad up in Maine. I had a great uh, time with my dad in New Hampshire. And, uh, you know, we're very blessed. So uh, happy Father's Day uh, to everybody. Hope you had a lot of fun. And uh, that's a good, good segue because uh, I love my sons, Bobby and Jack. The other reason I do this, uh, Jack just turned 23. I'm 107 right now. Uh, 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 Bobby's 24. And I speak to them and I, I invite you to listen in. And uh, I went through the 87 crash as a stockbroker, got my head handed to me and started my journey. I read everything, 500 plus books at least, studied everything, found technical analysis, charts, price, patterns, and uh, I do that first. I do a lot of fundamental work and always have, but I go technicals first, fundamentals second. It's not right or wrong. It just works for me. And you decide what works for you. I read the journal, Barron's, The Economist, newsletters, uh, what my Google alerts kick in. I listen to dozens of podcasts and I distill them into this half hour that while you're riding your bike or, or walking the dog or working out, I'm going to tell you what I think is is money-making information that I've consumed over the course of, of uh, the week. And you tell me if I'm not doing that, but I think that's what I try to do. And so far, the reviews have been pretty good. Uh, I point you to everything. I always give attribution. It's always in the show notes. Go look at that if you want, but know that I'm doing it for you if you don't want to. I eat home cooking. I show you exactly what I'm invested in. I tell you what I'm interested in. I don't have any conflicts. Tell me what your pain points are. Where can I help? Uh, problems you'd like solved, topics I should cover, and I really appreciate and thank you for the feedback. Uh, we're always going to do this free version, but we're going to have a premium version that we're still fleshing out with the help uh, Justin and a lot of great people. Um, uh, we're going to use Supercast or Patreon, uh, you know, modest monthly level that, that uh, you know, adds way more value than, than your, uh, uh, the cost is going to be. A weekly call with me, maybe using Discord. I'll teach technical analysis. Uh, you help me design the show. Uh, tell me the guests I should read out, reach out to, either have on my show or, or go out to them. Uh, would you like a text, like I send to my sons when I'm uh, buying or selling anything? Uh, and if you want, I'll sing happy birthday to you. I do that uh, probably to two or three people every single day. And uh, frankly, it's selfish because it's a great way to start my day. My number is 610-331-4283. And stay tuned, please. Uh, my disclaimer, this is not investment advice. Please conduct and share your own due diligence. And share being maybe the most important. The more interactive this becomes, the more fun we have, the more money we make, and uh, the more we grow. So, fan mail. Uh, you're going to love this, Mike. Uh, 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 on, on a decide, I'm going to short Ford because I hate my car. Um, and you heard it here first. The uh, don't do that. I, I haven't really decided that yet. I, I'll go look at the chart. But I hate Ford. Um, so I know my mechanics too well because I'm there too often. And uh, I barely have my foot in the door. And they say, Hey, what do you think about uh, AMC? And I say, Well, I, funny you say that. And I, I posted this again this past week. Uh, AMC. Uh, uh, this is the, the uh, uh, and please go to the YouTube channel to see the charts because that's really helpful in my view. This is from the April 24th show. I keep showing this chart because uh, uh, it worked. Uh, it, the stock was at 10 bucks. I pointed to the wedge. I pointed to the positive volume picking up. And I said, hey, if it takes out the top of the wedge, we have something here. 
Um, and let's go to the next uh, chart, please. This is the monthly right now. I just updated this. Uh, so it went from 10 to $54 in two months. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, so we're now, uh, uh, we blew through this 33.50 support. Take a look at this line that I've, that I've drawn here. I thought that was going to be the top. It wasn't. We blew right through it. Now that's support. So, you know, it, it, don't be surprised if you see the stock pull into that, that, that area, 33.50. Not with precision. It could be a buck or two or three off. But around there, you know, you have meaning. You've got a logical place for the stock to pause. So what do you do with it? Uh, and I've been saying this uh, uh, since the, the, the GBTC situation, Bitcoin. When you have a five-bagger in two months, anything like this, and a parabola, uh, take your original investment out. I just, I just feel that very strongly. So, and so now you're playing with what? Uh, 70%? of 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 uh, uh, uh you know of the position is still there and you can let it ride uh, i think it's going to be hard to get much more upside from here i think there's a lot of good news out there they're clearly going to stay in business this this the short squeeze has got to be abating because you had another weekend in greenwich would say i don't care what you think about the fundamentals i'm sick of losing you know, millions of dollars every day, get the short position down. And it's starting to happen. So uh, AMC, I think it's a hold, not a holdler. You know, I'm not a holdler. Uh, I think you should you should hold people, loved ones, not stocks. So there we go. GameStop. Uh, you know, next topic uh, after AMC seems to always be GameStop to my mechanics and, and other Jerry, Jerry and Mark, by the way. Sell short collision, shameless plug that they're not paying me for. I'll tell them about that. Um, uh, April 24th, again, this is GameStop. This pattern I liked even more than, than AMC. Here's the wedge. Here's the volume. And uh, as you've seen from, if you're one of the 26,000 people that, that viewed the, uh, uh, the original video on, you, on my YouTube channel, I said, I can't believe I'm saying this. If this takes out 212, we're going to the upside. Holders rejoice. And, uh, and it worked. Uh, you know, and I, I was frankly, uh, I, I'll always tell you what I see. I think that everybody uh, sees what I do. And what I'm realizing is that I, that's not the case. I put in the 10,000 hours and I see patterns that others might not be looking for. And I'll tell you about them. So here we are now. Uh, we're, we're under the 212 level a little bit. 209. Uh, 212 is now likely support. I've said this is from the, the last show. Uh, we're going to likely bounce around between here and 345, the recent high. Uh, uh, if you break above 348, we're going to challenge 483. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I wrote down in the notes, unlikely. I think it's really unlikely. We've had the new CEO announced and the stock yawned. They raised a billion dollars this past week. And, and so the stock should come in. That should be dilutive. So the stock's acting a little more logically right now. I don't know what Ryan Cohen's going to come up with and the new CEO and the new management team to say, here's the new digital transformation of GameStop. And so you ought to get us from here to 483. I, I can't, my, I said last week, my powers of imagination fail me. And so same thing. I think you should hold the. I think you should you should have sold the original investment. Let this run, 
and and I'll tell you, you know, I'll, I'll obviously alert you to the cell discipline that I employ all the time. Now, another thing about GameStop, uh, it is going into the Russell 1000, which is the largest 1000 stocks that are out there. It's now in the 2000, which is the next 2000, sort of the small cap index. So the 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 funds that track the Russell 1000 are going to have to buy them, but the the funds that that track the 2000 are going to have to sell them. Three times as much money is invested in funds that that uh, track the the Russell 1000, but it's going to be a smaller weight for for GameStop. So um, go to the next one, please. You know, so Stephen DeSantis points out at Jeffries that this week that there's going to be net selling in GameStop of about 5 million shares. Now, some of that maybe have happened uh, on Friday, but don't be surprised this week, today's the 27th, that you're going to see this this uh, uh, index rebalancing, knock the stock down. 5 million shares is about half the company's recent volume. So another point about GameStop. Uh, Wokolo Fernandez, I'm probably butchering that first name, but I apologize for that. Uh, came to me through YouTube, and I said, can you talk about gold? And I'm really into new mining contracts around the world. Uh, I don't really understand that in particular. I mean, that might be, you know, mine openings. I, I'm not really sure. Um, and please come to me to clarify if, if you can. But what do I think about gold? Uh, I think gold stinks. And um, uh, and I know that the textbooks should say that we're seeing ramp, you know, rampant money printing, inflation picking up, gold should be soaring. It doesn't care. It doesn't care about your textbook. It doesn't care about your opinion. This is the, the, the gold ETF, GLD, that owns the bullion, the metal, not the miners, the metal. And it's bad. It's a gap down on big volume. Why did it gap down on big volume? Apparently, the market believes the Fed, that the Fed is going to just perfectly raise rates enough so that there's very little damage to the real economy, to stocks, that inflation is transitory, is not going to be an issue. And so we're going to sell gold off. And I wouldn't touch this chart with a 10-foot pole. I think 157 is now support. Uh, you might go bounce and fill that gap. That often happens. That's 170, 171. But uh, I'm not going to be vague. This is dead money, in my opinion. And uh, I'm always going to, uh, 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 you know, tell you like I see it. I'm a sort of a, a market umpire, if you will. And then the miners, just to make sure that I wasn't seeing something in the bullion that didn't go through to the miners. And uh, Wokolo, it's the same thing. Uh, I don't like this. This is the Van Eck Gold Miners ETF. I think it's the same. I think you should avoid this. And I'll change my mind down the road. But right now, gold is is an avoid at best. Now, brings up another point. Uh, You know, the Goldilocks Fed. That's what I put in my notes here. Uh, As you know, I do almost nothing from a macroeconomic standpoint. I'm always in the weeds, in the charts, listening to the market and and following what it tells me to do. Uh, and I think you should do the same. I think that that uh, an hour spent listening to uh, Jerome Powell's uh, testimony for, before Congress is an hour you, you'll never get back in your life. So I urge you not to do it. Uh, I tried it once and, and it made me break out in hives. It's horrible. Um, so, uh, you know, right now, uh, the, the, the market's giving the Fed the benefit of the doubt. Personally, I think it's going to be virtually impossible to go from buying 
40 million sorry 40 billion dollars in mortgages and and uh, 80 billion dollars in treasuries and taper that down just enough so that the market says that's okay we'll let you do that i think it's going to be very tough but the market doesn't care what i think and i care what the market thinks a lot so here are my takes amc gamestop let your winners run let the stub run i think you should have some money off the table i don't think you should hold anything but that's just me um, nothing's happening for, with gold for now, in my view, and the market believes the Fed for now. And and stay tuned here, and we'll I'll tell you when there are chinks in that armor and in that story. Uh, please share this with your Robinhood friends, your Reddit friends. Send your other stocks ideas, and I'll offer strategy for them as well. Please stay tuned. My themes and groups, and and this is what's what's you know great about this interactive component we have to what we do. Uh, I sold and told my boys and texted my boys uh, that uh, get out of silver. And I sold the the Global X Silver Miners, SIL, because it's doing the same thing gold's doing uh, to a lesser extent because it's more of an industrial component. But the bottom line is silver's rolling over. It broke the tour in a day. I'm down 9%. I can live with that and fight another day. I'm gone and I'm happy to revisit and I'll tell you when I do. So that's my take. Uh, Silver, precious metals are not working. And you can argue that they should be, but they're not. And I'm not going to argue with the market because that is a very, very painful discussion. Uh, So next show, please stay tuned. I'm going to go through all my charts, come up with new ideas, and, and, uh, uh, and please direct me to things that you're seeing that maybe I'm missing. But I'm going to go through everything over the course of the next weekend. And uh, especially because it's the fourth, I have some extra time. And uh, we'll come back with uh, new areas to uh, to explore. Uh, next podcast of the week. This is the All In Podcast. Uh, Chamath Palahapatia, Jason Calacanis, David Freeberg, David Sachs. I really encourage you to to put this on your list. Uh, it's usually about an hour and a half, and uh, but well worth it. I mean, they're very thoughtful, have some great ideas. And this, I nearly fell off my chair. Three of the four are left-leaning by their own admissions. Uh, uh, progressive is the new liberal I guess I'm, I'm finding out but um, at an hour 25 of this first one Chamath says uh, you know I, my notes were I'm all in on uranium and and he's come around to the 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 you know, nuclear power is not your grandfather's nuclear power my words not his and uh, uranium has a, as a, a, a certainly uh, a place in ESG and certainly a place in climate change, which he has publicly said is a big uh, focus for him as he invests hundreds of million dollars in SPACs around around the world. So I know I fell off my chair. The second show that I put here in the notes at about the same time, an hour 20, uh, two weeks in a row, he said, you know, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm looking at uranium. My Again, my word's not his. Uh, is the left intellectually honest? I mean, you need uranium slash nuclear if you want to get to the carbon goals that you profess to get to. And so I know I'm beating some dead horses here, but I really want to. I listen to uh, dozens of podcasts, as I mentioned. A handful talk about uranium. And I don't remember any in January of last year saying buy URNM, the uranium ETF, and we did, and I hope it's serving you well. So it's serving my sons well and me. So I really want you to, to consider uranium and in the ESG 
uh, uh, light, if you will. Next, office hours with Prof. G, Professor Scott Galloway. Um, and I bring this up because, and again, I tend to look at ETFs that are broader, more diversified. I don't do individual stocks just because I, I like to get involved with big themes and, and, and ride them. And you can do that with individual stocks too. It's just my personal preference. But he talks about Tesla, and he admits at three minutes he's wrong on the stock and has been. And uh, you know, a lot of people chide, vilify him for that, whatever verb you want to use. But uh, you know, the market cap now is bigger than Toyota, Daimler Benz, and Volkswagen combined. Uh, he thinks it's overvalued. I think it's overvalued. Uh, we you could you could debate that. It was obviously a monstrous winner last year and deserves to rest just for that reason alone. But competition's picking up. Credit Suisse mentioned that Tesla's market share has gone from 29% to 11% March to April because everybody else is putting EVs out on the road. And, uh, uh, you know, that's just a, a fact of life. And what he talks about, which is a unique twist to me, is that the first time you see Tim Cook standing in front of an Apple car taking orders from all the people that have iPhones uh, uh, in their pocket and, and you know, love Apple and the products that they design, you're going to see 25 to 200 billion come out of Tesla in market cap. Now, how he comes up with those numbers, don't know, but it's a very logical reaction. And, and I have no inside baseball. I don't know the timing of this, but uh, it's just another reason why I know all you, a lot of you folks have Tesla in your portfolios. I think it's a great company. I think it's a great product. I think Elon's good for the planet, but I think the stock's coming down. And I'm focusing on the latter as opposed to all those former points that I just made. Uh, next is uh, uh, Patrick O'Shaughnessy. Invest like the best with Howard Marks. And I'm going to be uh, blunt. I think you should stop what you're doing and subscribe to Howard Marks. The, new, the, uh, the memo, just put in anywhere, Howard Marks Oak Tree Memo. Uh, it's available to everybody. It used to be just uh, paying clients that you know paid him millions of dollars. Uh, it's just fantastic. Every time it comes out, I devour it. Uh, Patrick O'Shaughnessy, I seem to come up with something every week that I want to share with you. So uh, subscribe to both, please. And I'll just bring up something with, that Howard Mark said. And I, this is, um, uh, I just retweeted this out before we recorded. Uh, this is from Uranium Insider. And most things will prove to be sick. Rule number one, most things will prove to be cyclical. Rule number two, some of the greatest opportunities for gain and loss come when other people forget rule number one, Howard Marks. And the, the, he is, you know, insights like this that, that uh, come up all the time, 50 years as, as arguably the greatest distressed debt investor of all time. And I just think I, I, I want to learn from somebody like that. Uh, he, they talk about psychology. That's my major from Tufts. Uh, they didn't teach this at Tufts at all. But to be able to uh, feel and and assess and um, uh, you know notice that uh, people are, are becoming overly ebullient or you know overly concerned, and it's this is art and science and more art. But uh, it just it's it's. 
I hope that I bring some value here where I've gone through this for 30 years and I can tell you where, hey, when we've been here in the past, this is a sign that we're, we're, we're close to the end of this move, bullish or bearish. And uh, not going to be perfect, but I think having a, a sense of psychology of the markets and of people is very helpful. He uh, talks about uh, we're not growth investors, we're not value investors, we're investors. And I just think that is a wonderful reminder as CNBC flogs the the growth versus value debate on a daily basis. Uh, consultants and services like S&P, they put stocks in boxes artificially. And I understand uh, why they do this. You want to have mid-cap value allocations, small-cap growth allocations. I think it's a huge advantage to you, the individual investor, and to me, where you don't have those constraints, limitations, etc. We just go out there and try to find things that are, that, uh, are major trends that we can invest in, and I encourage you to join us. Uh, at 33 minutes, oh, sorry, let me take a step back. Uh, he said, and this is uh, to his son, he begrudgingly said, I can't say you're wrong on Bitcoin. Before it was Boomer, uh, you don't understand Bitcoin. And now he's coming around to saying, uh, and he points out, his son points out, by the way, that uh, the, the, one of the retorts is, well, you know, Bitcoin doesn't have cash flow, thus it doesn't have intrinsic value. And his son says, well, uh, uh, fine art doesn't have cash flow. Uh, gold doesn't have cash flow, and the U.S. dollar doesn't have cash flow, but billions of people around the world want all three. So not an insignificant point. I've talked about Bitcoin before uh, as, bottom, as the bottom of the pyramid. I can go into more if you'd like. I just thought that was interesting. At 33 minutes, he points to a uh, colleague of his who uh, invests money, and uh, was ranked in for over 14 years from the 27th to the uh, 41st percentile. Mike, what do you think his overall ranking was over that time period? Ballpark. No idea. Okay. Uh, fourth. Yeah. So by avoiding the down days, the down years, and being in that bottom half, you, you're, you're in the elite of investing over that time period, which is why I implore you to cut your losses and let your winners run. Uh, it's just, I can't tell you, you know, avoiding those disasters is, is so important. Uh, it's unbelievable. And he also talked to another investor who said, well, if you want to be in the top 5%, you need to spend time in the bottom 5%. And this proves that is wrong. So you don't need to swing for the fences. You have to hit line drive doubles uh, off the green monster. Yes, I'm a homer. Um, uh, and I just think that the, the attitude is, is, is worth putting into your, your arsenal. So my take is, uh, I'm bullish uranium. I know I'm about as subtle as a two by four, but you heard it here first. And, um, uh, so let's go to charts and tweets uh, of the week. And here we go. Uh, this is from the North shore global uranium ETF, URNM that I own. We talked about, and Bill Gates talks about nuclear energy. Uh, and I forget the forum, but the, this is picked up in, um, financial news arena. And, uh, you know, he's obviously talking his book. He was talking to a, a group of, you know, clearly, you know, interested n nuclear people. 
uh, he uh, is you know the main investor in TerraPower, maybe the investor in TerraPower, and they have a natrium technology that enables uh, small modular reactors that are just vastly superior to what you think about with Three Mile Island, etc. And he just says this has to happen. If you want to get to net zero carbon, you have to have nuclear. It it provides baseload when wind and and solar fail. And uh, it's just, I think it's inevitable. It's going to take some time, but it's inevitable. Next, John Quakes. Uh, Thanks for the shout out, John, this week on Twitter. I appreciate that. Um, at Quakes99 is very prolific uh, of his analysis of uh, uranium has been helpful to me but he points out that after 10 years uh, the the uh, uh, the Mahama uh, react nuclear plant in, in Japan is, is restarting it's the 10th that's been restarted since Fukushima came out knocked down 33 nuclear plants 16 more are seeking restart approval and two units are in construction so to those who say you know why is nuclear growing it's just time fukushima is now 10 years in the rearview mirror and and uh the 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 power needs of japan and the world have grown significantly and nuclear and uranium are, are part of the solution next sven henrich uh which uh, uh, you know, pointed out the stock market was scared of two rate hikes two years from now. Now, they were scared for about a day because the stock, you know, the NASDAQ took out new highs. But, I mean, think about that sentence. Two rate hikes two years from now. Are you kidding me? Uh, and imagine what happens if they ever raise rates. And I said to Sven, well put, because I can make a case that increasing interest rates won't be that bad for stocks. I can't say it's good for stocks. And so, again, the Fed right now is getting the benefit of the doubt. But if you see uh, their meaningfully increased rates, uh, watch stocks. And I think it's going to be it's a very tough balancing act for them to, uh, to, to pull off, in my view. Newsletters of the week. I'm going to double down. My friend Gus, new friend. Uh, I, I put this out uh, the other day that if you're new to investing, if you have an ESG focus, uh, please subscribe to Share Scoops. Gus is a good guy, and I, I like his mission, and I hope to be part of it. And uh, I, I recommend Share Scoops. All right, that's the show. Please also subscribe to my Bakes Takes YouTube channel. The audio is the same, but the charts that I reference are on the screen. Please follow us on Twitter at BakesTakes underscore and other social media. Please, please use your voice memo app. Tape your questions and email to Bakes at BakesTakesPodcast.com or write if you prefer. I'll keep you anonymous if you'd like. Thank you for listening. Mike Wilson is my producer. Have a great week. Uh, I'm adding a beacon segment, things that just, you know, uplift and inspire me and hopefully others. Uh, Pedroia. Uh, Dustin, they had a, a day on my son's birthday that honored him before we beat the Yankees. Got to get that in. Uh, I just like his attitude, the way he carried himself, the hustle, the chip on his shoulder because he was, you know, 145 pounds soaking wet. And uh, it just check it out when you have a chance. It's always it's on in the show notes here. Uh, just a great career, cut short by injuries. But, uh, you know, left everything on the field. And uh, I just like the guy. Uh, And I'm a homer, I admit it. And um, from Much Need of Levity, came across this. This is an oldie but a goodie. Uh, Chris Farley, may you rest in peace. 
uh, Matt Foley, Van Down by the River, Saturday Night Live, and it is just flat out funny. So I'll see you next week. Take care now. Bye-bye. <laughs>